You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast. The Locked On Royals podcast is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles, at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. You can also subscribe wherever you get your podcast from because this is the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. And right now, in the offseason after the winter meetings, we've shifted down to three shows a week, and it's still the only three-show-a-week Royals podcast out there on the market. So check us out. Subscribe wherever you get your pods from. Uh, We'll be back to five days a week as pitchers and catchers report. We'll ramp back up just as the players do. So on today's show, I want to kind of recap the week. We've talked so far about what starting the season on time would mean for Kansas City and for baseball, but specifically for the Royals. We've talked about the one big question that Kansas City has to answer this year. And on the third and final episode of the week, I want to take some time to talk about the Royals season as a whole. Like what what else needs to be done? Because sadly, you can split the off season for baseball into into two parts, right? The first part, when the season first ends, nothing really happens. No real rumors get started. Right before winter meetings, you hear little rumors, little rumblings of stuff. Uh, winter meetings happen, and this year, nothing really breaks, nothing huge at least. And outside of the Padres' outburst, you know, we haven't really had that big baseball moment, right? The Padres had a great 48-hour window where they're just getting... You know, Blake Snell, and they're getting you Darvish, and and Javi had an amazing show uh, those couple of days. And he has amazing shows every day, but those couple of days were incredible for Javi on Lockdown Padres. It was so fun to listen to. He's hilarious. Uh, you could tell uh, that the Padres fan base is going to have a lot of fun this year uh, with Slam Diego. And outside of that, though, baseball offseason has been quiet. But as we turn the corner, and as we you know flip the calendar to January, this is the second half of the offseason. It's really the only only sport that can have two halves to their offseason. Because even with football, like it's just boom, boom, boom. The Super Bowl ends, you start you start hearing rumors of re-signing, franchise tag, all that good stuff. And then free agency starts, and they're flying off the shelves in NFL free agency. And then you've got the draft, you've got the draft combine, you've got the draft interviews, and then you've got the actual draft itself. And then you've got rookie minicamp, you've got OTAs, you've got training camp, and you're in the next season already. In basketball, you've got... The finals ending a week later, you've got the draft, uh, and then you've got free agency a week or two after that, and then you're right back into summer league, you're right back into preseason training camp, and then you're running you're running full force for it. With baseball, it's a bit of a more slow burn. Right? It's a slower burn for Major League Baseball. And so we're rounding the corner, I think, where we're going to start see we're going to start seeing these teams make moves. They're going to have to. And so for Kansas City, they've already made moves themselves, and they've been one of the most active teams this offseason, even though they've only signed Leo Mike Miner, Michael A. Taylor, Irvin Santana to a minor league contract, uh, Carlos Santana, and uh, you know all of these kind of 
names that are floating around. Some guys, reclamation projects, you know, all those guys really, reclamation projects. And when you look at what they still need to do, also brought back Greg Holland, obviously. When you look at what they still need to do, I think that they're really interested in in Jerks and Profar. We'll see if that gets done. For me, the rest of this offseason should be focused on getting Profar because I think that that really changes your lineup. And for a team that wants to finish third in the division and for a team that is trying to really go for it. And if you if you listen to Mike Matheny, he thinks that this team is trying to win the entire thing, that want, trying to win the entire division. Uh, but beyond that, like beyond the coach speak of winning the division, this team realistically should be third place. I mean, this is a third place level ball club. And so any improvement to that helps you get toward that winning the division goal. And I think that if you put Jerickson Profar at second base, you get the bounce back needed from from Alberto Mondesi. You get the bounce back needed from Carlos Santana. You get the bounce back needed from Jorge Soler. And then you have an all-star Hunter Dozier at third base. You have an all-star Whit Merrifield in right field. You have Francisco Cordero who can hit the cover off the ball. And if he doesn't pan out, you've got Edward Olivieras who showed you last year that he is a, a professional hitter. And then in center field, you've got Michael A. Taylor who can just clean it up and play some great defense along the way. That's a good ball club. Not to mention... Uh, Perez behind the plate, who was an all-star and had you know one of the best hitting seasons of his career last year. Shortened season, I get all that, but still. And when you take all of that into account, you take all of that into consideration, right? If you add Jerickson Profar to this team, your lineup is retooled because you can put Profar at second base. And what that does is it takes away Nicky Lopez from your lineup, which I love Nicky Lopez. I am probably the biggest Nicky Lopez fan of all time. I've been praising this guy, wanting this guy to get more chances. I've been critical of Mike Matheny and his handling of Nicky Lopez last year. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to make winning moves, then it's no longer about development. And Nicky Lopez, while he's a gold glove defender, should have won gold glove this year. I will die on that hill that he should be the gold glove winner. At the end of the day, if you look at this team and you can take out a black hole in your lineup, which is Nicky Lopez for now in his career, and supplement Jerkson Profar, an average hitter, I think, that he, I think he could be an average hitter or maybe an above-average hitter. Uh, hopefully, an above-average hitter, of course. And so you do that, and now you only have one terrible spot in your lineup, which is going to be Michael A. Taylor. He's awful. There's no improving his bat. There's no improving anything he does offensively. He's only in, in center field for defense, and that's going to be a big talking point throughout the year, I, I truly believe. Because if this team is a third-place team, if this team is a good team, a competitive team, if this if this team is in every single ball game the way I think that they will be, then it's going to be critical that you have a guy in your lineup who's just awful, the way Michael A. Taylor is. Whenever you have a guy on your bench, like, say, Edward Livieros, who we all expect to be the odd man out, everyone's kind of just crowning French Cordero with that left field spot, although I wouldn't be so so quick to do that because I just loved what Edward Livieros did last year. When you have a guy like that on your bench who can hit and then you're only playing a guy who actively is atrocious at the plate, that's going to draw some attention on a now-winning ball club, hopefully. It's a winning ball club. So I think that if you can j- just limit your black holes by signing Jerickson Profar, it'll be a big deal for this team and get them closer and closer to that wild card spot. So when you look at their offseason so far, they've done a good job of improving their team. What they can do the rest of the way is get a guy like Profar on the cheap whose market has kind of settled down a little bit. The market before the Padres signed uh, this overseas infielder 
was only the Padres and the Royals. And so now the Padres are off the table, you'd imagine. So you can cash in on that. I think that beyond Profar, you also need to take a look at another bullpen arm. Look, the bullpen last year was really good, and it was surprising. But you did lose Trevor Rosenthal in that trade. I don't see them bringing back Trevor Rosenthal, but getting a guy like that, right, getting a guy of that caliber would really solidify this in the bullpen. I still think that Duffy and Miner's best roles, respectively, in their careers have been in the bullpen. These are two players who I think that are at their best when they're in the bullpen. And I would love to see one of them at least get moved there whenever you hopefully do get to call up an Ace Lacy or something like that. So if that did come to flourish and if that did actually happen, then all of a sudden that does improve your bullpen in and of itself. But right now, let's just take an inventory of the bullpen. You have Holland back. You have Stomont, who I think is going to be an elite pitcher. I think Stomont has elite potential. Cannot wait for that. Zuber, who I think was good last year, uh, of course had some spots where he struggled. He's a rookie. It's going to happen. But I think that you'll see a big step up from Zuber this year. You have Scott Barlow, who was very surprising last year. I mean, Barlow's season really shocked me uh, that he had that in him. I think with Scott Barlow, this is no offense to Scott Barlow at all, but I think with Scott Barlow, you have to plan You have to plan for a little bit of a regression. And when you plan for that regression, and you're also missing out on a guy like Trevor Rosenthal, then I think that you need to combat that by signing one more bullpen arm. So to me, I think that the Royals have already won the offseason for this division as a whole, barring any other moves that these teams make throughout the rest of the offseason. To truly solidify that, though, I would love to see Kansas City go get a quality bullpen arm to really just revamp this team. And so right now, I want to take time to thank our sponsors, BetOnline.ag is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Head on over to BetOnline.ag and sign up today with a free account at BetOnline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. The NFL regular season wrapped up and the NFL is into their postseason. So you can bet on the wild card, the super wild card weekend, excuse me. You can bet on the divisional round, the championship game, and the Super Bowl all right there. You can also get future odds. Kansas City Chiefs right now are a plus 200 to repeat as Super Bowl champions. If you feel confident in your squad, go bet on them to win the whole thing at betonline.ag. College football is also right around the corner with the championship game. You can bet on that. The NBA is in full force, full swing on their regular season. So go bet on some NBA action at betonline.ag. And then, of course, college hoops, Jayhawk fans, Missouri Tiger fans have a heck of a year so far, and K-State fans. You can go bet on any college hoop games that you want to bet on. Personally, I've already taken the time this week to bet on the Washington football team. Washington football team plus nine at home as underdogs against Tom Brady. So do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners at BetOnline underscore AG on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account today. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get a free sign-up bonus, 50% sign-up bonus on your free account at betonline.ag, and whenever you're on social media, hashtag betonline. Use that one when talking about your wagers. And let me know how you're making money on betonline.ag. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Listen, folks, rockauto.com is a family-owned business, so they're going to be treating you just like family. They've been in the business for 20 years. That is right, 20 years. That is that is my entire life almost. There's only been three years of me living in which there was no such thing as rockauto.com. 
That's incredible. And folks, I love rockauto.com because for me, it is the best tool to use. I know nothing about cars and I don't have to know anything about cars. I have to know nothing about how to improve my car other than my make, my model, my year. And then their database will only show me options that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I never make a mistake when purchasing a device that I need for my car. So you can skip the upcharge from now on at these auto parts stores. You can skip the upcharge from now on at these dealerships and take matters into your own hands by going to rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Locked On Bets. Whenever this podcast is over, check out Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast from. 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, and they're going to be picking college basketball, football, and NBA games with locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcast from. I'm sure that Locked on Bets will be hot and heavy with the NFL postseason in a couple of days as we start to preview the playoffs. I cannot wait for the playoffs. I think that this will be a very, very fun time to get involved with sports with sports betting. If you're on the sidelines right now, head on over to betonline.ag and start up some sports betting today. Just do it for fun. Do not, of course, spend any income you don't have. But just for fun, BetOnline uh, can help you out and get you set for these playoff games. Real quick right now, I want to take this time to tell you to go check out Locked On Chiefs also because they've done a fantastic job all season long and everyday podcast keeping me up to date with the Chiefs, the, the team that we all love. And... Why not just have some fun here? The baseball season, the you know the season as a whole, the off season I should say, has given us little to no news so far. So let's take some time to make some predictions as the Chiefs try to defend their Super Bowl title. Let's start in the AFC for the Super Wildcard round. I have the Titans upsetting the Ravens and getting some interesting questions about Lamar Jackson and where this Ravens team is heading after another disappointing postseason which they fall in the Super Wildcard round to the Titans. I just have a feeling that the Titans upset the Ravens. The Browns are have gotten hit heavy with some just atrocious luck in the COVID world because their head coach is gone now. He, he tested positive. He's going to be out for this game, you'd imagine. They have had to shut down their practice facility for today and tomorrow, so they can't even practice leading up to the Steelers game. The Steelers have had a just dreadful finish to their season. Uh, even whenever they had their starters playing. I know they have a lot of adversity, and maybe this is wishful thinking from a Chiefs fan, but I still think that the Browns win this game and they beat the Steelers. And then the and then the Bills take on the Colts. I don't think the Colts are a good team. I, I just don't. And maybe I'm just undervaluing the Colts who went like 11-5, and but I think that the Bills are a much better team. They're like the only competition to me for the Kansas City Chiefs. I have the Bills moving on. Now, for the NFC side of things, you've got the Washington football team at home, nine-point underdogs against Tom Brady. I've got Washington plus nine, but they lose the game. Tom Brady advances, of course. And then with the Seahawks and Rams, I think that the Seahawks are a much better team. They're going to barely win this one because every Seahawks game goes down to the wire for some reason. And then the Saints and Bears, Mitchell Trubisky cannot get it done against Drew Brees and the Saints in the Superdome. So that's how the wildcard matchup ends. And then in the divisional round, I'll then have the Bills and Titans. I'm going to give this one to the Bills. 
I think they've just been a quality team all year long. Home field advantage with with now allowing fans in New York will be huge. They're going to move on to the conference championship game. And then the Browns, this is going to be the, the best matchup for Kansas City, the easiest matchup for Kansas City. The Chiefs go back to the AFC title game. And then on the NFC side of things, I've got the Saints beating the Seahawks, and I've got the Packers beating the Bucks, And that sets up in the championship game for each conference. I've got Chiefs, Bills, and I've got Packers, Saints. I'm going to go with Chiefs in the AFC, of course, and Packers in the NFC. And then that sets up the brilliant matchup of Mahomes, Rodgers, Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and I've got the Chiefs repeating as Super Bowl champions. I cannot wait to see how this all unfolds. Once again, check out Locked On NFL. Check out Locked On Chiefs. They're going to have you covered. This was Locked On Royals. Subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from to Locked On Royals. Uh, we're going to be back next week to continue getting through the offseason before the MLB ramps up their next season. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next week.